This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? Hell yeah, the Monty Show is back. Uh, It is Monday, January 3rd. 2022. Yes. Interesting little start to the week this week. Okay. Because here we were off four of the last six weeks at the Yelpatory. Right. And we had enjoyed two weeks over the Christmas, New Year holiday. Right. And we thought we were going back to the Yelpatory today. Right. And then at like seven o'clock last night, we found out. This is a company holiday. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Greatest thing ever. So we uh, extend by one, and Mrs. Monty's very unhappy because <laughs> she is working today. Uh, but appreciate you all being here. Back to our normal time tomorrow, somewhere between 6 and 6.30 uh, Mountain Time. So we look forward to that. A lot to get to. Yes. Average yes. to see you, Jake. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? You got the COVID. I did not get a year ago. Oh, a year ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. A year ago, I got the vid. Yeah, and the vid. The vid. Excuse me. Uh And now you're a little under the weather today. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I got uh, you know going through the family. I guess you know. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because we. um, I'm not going to say we had a COVID scare. (laughs) Yeah, but we had a COVID scare. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. But we got to get to the Jazz losing to good teams. There's this narrative going around that the Utah Jazz only lose games to good teams. We'll debunk that. We got to talk about Antonio Brown's incredible six-pack that was on display because he ripped off his uniform yesterday. Are the Arizona Cardinals elite? Are the Packers the best team in the NFL? But I want to start with the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to start this show, we might as well piss a bunch of people off right out of the box. Obviously. That's what right? we do on this show. Yeah. So of course. I tweeted out the other day after Alabama manhandled and dominated Cincinnati, the Bearcats. Right. Um, that Cincinnati simply did not belong in the college football playoff. And I stand by that 100%. Their schedule, their resume, their quality wins – Nothing said that Cincinnati was one of the four best teams in the country this year. Nothing. Not a single indicator that Cincinnati put on film or on paper said that Cincinnati belonged amongst the elites of college football. And I think their performance where they were completely outclassed by Alabama, they could not compete physically. Athletically, they couldn't compete. They don't have the talent. And they simply should not have been in that game with Alabama. And if there's one thing we learned out of the Rose Bowl, it's that Ohio State and Utah are both elite, very good teams. Mm -hmm. And they were more deserving. And all of these teams at the top of the table that are not named Cincinnati are more deserving. I look at a team like Baylor. Baylor has a better resume and should have been in other than Cincinnati. The list is long of teams that I could make an argument for that belonged in the college football playoff other than Cincinnati, Jake. But, of course, then once you say that, we get the G5 gremlins and the defenders of the little guy (laughs) saying, oh, my God, you have to have a seat at the table for the little guy. Well, actually, you don't. Yeah. 
What you need is a seat at the table for the four best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. And hopefully at some point that expands to 8, 10, or 12. But right now today, you needed a seat at the table for the four best teams, Jake, and I don't think we got that. Yeah, and I think we have to get to a place where, you know, this isn't the conversation year after year. I mean, we can remember several years ago, and, and it's happening with Notre Dame this year again because they got, you know, stomped on. But, like, you know, we're it seems like every single year we get we get through this portion of the college football playoff, and, and we all want to talk about how, you know, some team didn't belong, and we always knew they weren't going to win that game, and it wasn't the best matchup. And that's what I think has to get fixed, expansion or not. You have to find a way to put together a matchup that's actually going to challenge a team like Alabama. And, and it's fine if Alabama wins every year, but it's the way – that it goes down. I, I don't think anybody wants to watch Alabama just beat up on a team that doesn't deserve to be on the same field as Alabama. Nobody wants that matchup. And so, yeah, I, I have to agree. I would have rather seen Ohio State, Alabama. I would have rather seen Utah, Alabama. Would Utah have beaten Alabama? No, probably not. No, most likely not. Would, would Ohio State have put up a good fight against Alabama? Yeah, I think they would have put up a good fight, but they still probably would have lost. But I think the way that Cincinnati just got dominated. Like, I mean, not even like not even close to being in Alabama really just sent a poor message about th- this process. And that's what I think the issue is. It's not even really a slight to Cincinnati. I mean, they're just kind of the poster child for this. They did everything that they could do with their schedule. But you know? I, I, I look at Notre Dame because everybody's brought up Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame didn't belong there. I I, I said, what was it, six, eight weeks ago, I said Notre Dame's a mediocre team, and people were upset I said that. Mm -hmm. I got news for you. There are not 10 elite teams in college football every year. There's usually four or five, maybe six. I look at the rankings this year, and I absolutely believe that Alabama earned it. They beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. I don't know what happens in the championship game, but it's going to be a great game. I don't think there's any question Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams in the country. Does anybody even dispute that? No. Because I I certainly don't. And I watch more college football than pretty much anybody. And I I have seen a lot of of these teams. I've seen Michigan multiple times. Georgia is far and away better than Michigan. Right? I've seen Cincinnati. I've known all year. I've said all year. Cincinnati's overrated. They don't have a resume. They don't have a schedule. They haven't played anybody. I look at Notre Dame. That's a mediocre football team, and they showed us that in the bowl game. I look at Baylor. They belonged in the college football playoff. I look at Ohio State. They belonged in the college football playoff. I think that's it. I think that's the end of it, right? And frankly, if I go back to Ohio State, that loss to Oregon really hurt them. And when you look at the fact that they finished 10-2, and you you cannot excuse a two-loss team. But again, I don't think you're putting in an undefeated Cincinnati team who plays nobody, and their best win is a, <clears throat> excuse me, mediocre Notre Dame team. Yeah. I don't think you just put them in to put them in because we got to have representation for the group of five. No, we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. Well, and it's a tough thing, too, because there's not really a parameter around – and this is what we always come back to, I feel like. You know, whether you're whether you're on Cincinnati's side or you're on the SEC side or whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter what side of the conversation you're on here. What matters is we have to find a way in college football to get some some clarity on what what it takes to be one of those four teams and really what it takes to be one of those final two teams. Cause it always seems that we have, you know, the top two, excuse me, the top two teams that 
that are solidified. You know, Georgia and Alabama. We Everybody unanimously agrees those two teams have but to be But see, in. I think the hard part about that is I think it's very good for college football that there is all of this debate, that we are sitting here on a Monday morning talking about what happened on Saturday. Yeah. I think it's very good for college football that all year long this has been the conversation. I think the college football playoff works. I do. Mm-hmm. Personally, I, I thought the the bowl season was fabulous. The Rose Bowl is one of the best bowl games I've ever watched. Yeah. And you know what? It didn't end the way that most of us wanted it to end in these parts of the country. But I'm telling you right now, that's one of the most entertaining bowl games I've ever seen. Yeah. And I think college football is one of the few college sports that's actually healthy and flourishing. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously doing well. I mean, any anything uh, football-related is going to do well. I mean, it just it just is that simple. Our country loves football, and, yes. I, and I think that overall, like, the product is good. And, yeah, was that one of the best? Frankly, I think that's probably the best Rose Bowl we've had since, what, Texas and USC, probably? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a hell of a game, and, and I think, you know, um, without diving down that rabbit hole, I'll just say that I think if Cam Rising doesn't go out of that game, I think Utah's got a real good shot to win but that game. his loss, and not to get into the wins and losses for yeah. Utah there, but Cam Rising not being there at the end of it didn't really impact how they played. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they got a touchdown pass. It was just I mean, it just felt like there was less confidence, that's all. I mean, I, I think... You know, that offense was cooking. I thought that they were they were really playing a really solid game. Well, and, I think it took some air out of the defense more than it did the offense. Well, the defense I think, just – I just think both defenses didn't show up. That's why you had a 48-45 game. I mean, you just didn't – you weren't playing – nobody had the ability to stop anybody. I don't know. know. C.J. Stroud is – I think Kyle Whittingham said it after the game. C.J. Stroud is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I mean, that might be true, but that doesn't that doesn't that, excuse, that doesn't excuse the fact that that your your you know your DBs are getting beat outside. That doesn't excuse the fact that. Well, I mean, you know, I, obviously for Utah, I mean, when you have you know Bernard playing corner, that's not ideal. Yeah, but I'm more talking about about Phillips. Bernard played. Bernard is what it is. Phillips Phillips got beat a couple of times, and and look, it, 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 look. Ohio State has elite wide receiver talent. They're like nobody disputes that. It, you know, Smith and Jigba had had a great game. Three forty seven yeah. and three. Scores. I mean, I mean, he had a hell of a game. Like, give the guy credit. But but at the same time, I'm, I'm that's why I say the Cam Rising thing. That's why I think that's what ultimately changes their fate. I know that they got the touchdown after he went out. But my point is, is that when you're when your quarterback goes out, the guy who's led your team through all this adversity through the year that we've talked about. I just felt like that was that gut punch that really kind of changed the the tide of the game. Because early in the game, you know, Utah comes out and basically punches Ohio State in the face. I mean, Ohio State was definitely on the back foot in, in the first half. They, I, feel, I felt like Ohio State was surprised that Utah was, was bringing this much, much heat. And so, you know, going into the second half, I was like, all right, you know Ohio State's going to come back and even this thing out, so it's really going to come down to the fourth quarter, and then, of course, Cam goes out, and it just is, it was just unfortunate. I don't know? know. I thought Bryson Barnes did a great job. I, I mean, the touchdown pass was great. I don't know. I think it was more of a defensive thing when Cam went out. But here no, there. I think college football's incredibly healthy right now. Yeah. I think a lot of people are tuned in. Yeah. I think a lot of people are plugged in, and I think a lot of people care about college football. And I think that's why you're not going to see, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. you are not going to see a lot of changes to the college football playoff. Yeah. Because it works. So why would you? Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't. I, I, you know, honestly, I think you're probably going to, you're going to get to 8, 10, 12 teams. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, that is what it is. But 
the idea that you're going to change the way you select these teams, I would not do that. Well, I don't think you need to change how you select them, but I just, uh, I just maintain that I do think you need to expand it a touch. But you're right in the fact that, yes, we're talking about it. So just by that, it does it does work. I mean, it is a it is a huge conversation in sports. You know, the Cincinnati dynamic is is the front story right now, and I think that's what kind of just tells you, hey, the college football playoff does currently work in its format. But I think it's college football fans, and as the whole, if we just kind of look, you know, look at the thousand foot big picture view, I think college football in and of itself deserves to have at least six teams. I don't know about eight and twelve, but I think. A sixteen playoff would be really cool to see, just to get that extra that extra round. I think that'd be nice. Yeah, I'd like to see. I, I mean, if you're going to do, I mean, open it up, make it the top ten. Like, because if 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 you have ten teams, yeah, Cincinnati. The argument with Cincinnati's fine. You're going to have a G five team in there every single year, but I just, <clears throat> I think when you only have four teams and you put somebody like Cincinnati in, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, the other thing is a lot of people, when I said this, were like, well, then what about Michigan and what about all the other teams? Well, why do all the other teams matter? They don't matter. Who cares about Michigan? What's Michigan got to do with Cincinnati's resume? Yeah. It doesn't matter who Alabama's beat in the past this year, the 2021 Cincinnati Bearcats had no business being in the college football playoff. Yeah. They simply had no resume. They should not have been there. Period. End of story. So we'll see. All right. Let's get some comments. Uh, Gabe Levy says, welcome back, boys. Happy New Year. Now, taking all Maui recommendations until mid-March. Let's go. You're going to Maui, Gabe. Let's go, buddy. My man. Let's go. Way to go. Uh, We got the hookup on that for you. No problem. Alex T says, just was KSL, just what KSL said about BYU. Enough said. Okay. I don't know what Uh, KSL said. Okay. Uh, Tanner Palmer says, morning, guys. Glad you're back. Tanner, what's up? Chris Carn says, let's go. What's up? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, well, well, well. Good morning, gents. Average to see you guys. Yeah, average to see you too, sir. What's up? Snooka says, uh, morning party people. Hey, all the fellas are back, including Greg Hawkins. What's up, Greg? My guy. What's up, fellas? What's up, buddy? Uh, Bolton says, kind of hard to beat Alabama when Saban signed a 20-year deal with Satan. This is Coach Saban. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, Saban's here, dude. Saban is here, bro. Saban's amazing. He's going to be there for as long as he wants to be. Saban's amazing. Bryce Jensen says Utah's corner play was almost as bad as Joe Ingles on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good, dude. I mean, again, Bernard did everything that he could do. Let's be honest. Joe Ingles is a better corner than Bernard was. Well, you know. All right. Uh, Depth or lack thereof finally catches up to Utah football in season-ending bowl loss. Utes suck. (laughs) Okay, Alex D. Appreciate that. Tanner says, I don't know if Cam Rising staying in the game means Utah wins. Cam was mostly shut down in the second half. Yeah, they did nothing offensively in the second half. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Where they have 10 points or something in the second half. I mean, it, it was. But again, this is the Kyle Whittingham conundrum. Mm-hmm. Right? You tend, When you have the lead, he's going to go way conservative and lean on his defense. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a huge mistake. Well, and I think also, too, from a program perspective, you know, the way he runs his program obviously is is at a high level. You're getting to the Rose Bowl. But the problem is, is when you get to a point where you're playing elite talent, having a great defense isn't always enough. You, yes, have a great defense, but when you're in a 45-45 game, you need uh, you need a dynamic player you need somebody to make a play offensively well, and, 
to if, win the game. If we're being honest, the best offense is always going to be better than the best defense. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you, it is what it is. It just the way football works. But I look at I look at the way the Utes play, especially in offense. When you're in twelve and thirteen personnel constantly, and uh, again, they're two and three tight ends. You know, you know whether it's Keithy, Fotheringham, you know, sh- you know whatever you want to point to. Yeah, they're very good. They're very very good. But you're not going to score a ton of points in 12 and 13 personnel. Yeah, You're not. And, and the narrative that we had all year on this team was, hey, you don't have a spectacular player outside. And you struggled to find an identity running the football um, through the non-conference schedule. And what did you have in the, the Rose Bowl? You didn't have an explosive playmaker outside. And you struggled to run the football. Yeah, And I think, you know, I, I don't even know what you say about Britton Covey's performance. I mean, that Legend. kick return was unbelievable. Legend. Um, without that kick return, I don't even know what what this game would have been. I just think it's pretty remarkable, the story of the 2021 Utah Utes. I mean, dealing with the death of multiple players, COVID, yeah, I just, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yep. Here nor there. I think college football is very healthy. Um, Ron LeGrand says, I remember you guys from Arizona. You made my drive to work easy. LOL. Ron, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you listening. Um, design my says, shout out to Bryson Barnes in his fourth quarter touchdown. He's an inspiration to every one, a football player to walk on Utah and score in the biggest situation possible. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how many people realize he's a walk on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he played well It's in the game yeah. and throws a touchdown in the Rose bowl. Yeah. I this is the stuff of legends. Yeah, I mean he did great work. <clears throat> yes, he did. I agree. Design my it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, guys. Says James. Nice, nice hoodie, Jake. Do they make them for men? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Wow. Do they make them for men? Thank you. Okay. Thank Tanner, you. Tanner. Tanner says uh, James Knight. I was wondering that too. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know, look, Jake. Yeah. I mean, do we have a girlfriend update? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I picked up a girlfriend over the, the, the winter break. So, yeah. Wait, you're just on the corner? Like, you're just... Yeah, I just went down to the corner. Turned on the State and, Street, and all of a sudden, yeah. hey, this hoe over here. Yeah. She's like, you're like, hey, babe, you want to be my girlfriend? She's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's what it was. That's that's exactly how it happened. Uh, couldn't explain it better myself. So, See? Yeah. Should have been a play-by-play guy. Yeah. Um, But your girlfriend situation's pretty rock-solid. Yeah, it's I have a girlfriend and it's good. Yeah, we're uh I don't know what else to say about it other than um winter break was was very uh fun. That's what I'll say about it. <laughs> I'm a little rusty on the podcast, by the way. Let me go ahead and start oh, the audio yeah, portion okay, of good, the podcast. Good. All right. Yes. Okay, you good. Know. Yep. Um right. wow. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um my point is my point is. Yeah. You have a girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Which is great. And so, Teddy asking if you have a, a girlfriend. Yes, I do. I do. Merry I'm Christmas off, I'm to off you. the market. How long has that been? A couple weeks. It's only been a couple weeks. It's only been a couple weeks. Isn't yeah. it funny when well, you're we've not been, working? We've been dating for like six weeks, but girlfriended for a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. No, it's been longer than six weeks. Okay, sure. Whatever. When was the walk around the lake? I'd have to look. I don't remember. It's been longer than yeah. six weeks. Okay. Anyway. You guys went super slow. Yeah. And then you went right in the super fast mode. Anyway. Are you guys engaged yet? No. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Um, Thank but you. it's good, right? Yeah, it's great. Everything's good. Right? I haven't ruined it for you yet. No, no. You've We've handled met it her well. a couple of times. You've handled it well. Yes, you've have done well. have not torpedoed her. No, you have not. Yet. 
I mean, yet, I'm working yeah, on it. Yet being the key word, right. I right. mean, we'll, we'll see. I'll do what I can do. Right. You'll do what you can do, and everything will be... Uh... But she's got the stamp of approval. Yeah. She's a career woman. Mm-hmm. She has a dog, even though, as you pointed out, it's a girl dog, not a guy dog, but... Yeah, but it's a black lab. It's a nice dog. Really nice she, dog. She she gets the seal of approval. She gets along with Mrs. Monty pretty well. Very well. They're both, uh, you know. they're both vegans. You know, they both want to save the planet. Everything's great. Yeah. You know, so yeah. she's a good fit. Yeah. You know, facts. Uh, yeah. James Knight says, wow, there's some broken hearts in the education department all over the country right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. No more teacher dating for Jake. Yeah. <clears throat> nope. Yeah. I told you so. guys I wasn't doing it. I told you. I really hope this is, I really hope it's over. I mean, I really, I hope it's over too, man. I hope. Giggity uh, says, good morning, guys. Monty, how was the girlfriend meet and greet? Where did we <laughs> first meet? Oh, we first met her snowboarding. snowboarding snowboarding yes when i broke my boot it that's was, right it was not good we went snowboarding at the canyons and i broke uh the boa which tightens your boot mm-hmm. so i got to meet her for like 10 minutes but she's a she's a nice person i mean mm-hmm. she she genuinely is the first girl you've probably ever dated mm-hmm. we're like within the first 10 minutes it's like yeah this isn't gonna work out Right. Like, the girl you broke up with over the phone, Right. Th- within 10 minutes, I was like, nah, this ain't it. Yeah. Uh-huh. In my head, you know. Right. So. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I think it's gone great. I, I mean, I, you've handled it well. She's great. Mrs. Monty's happy. Everything's good. Okay. So, I, I mean, I think we're in a good place. And you're happy with it. Yeah, obviously, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody cares what you think about his girlfriend, Monty. Well. That's not nice. Who said that? That's not nice. See, I think what parents think of your girlfriend matters. Well, whether we think it matters or not, it matters. matters. That's just the truth of it. Yeah. That's the truth of it. I mean, you know, if you're going to bring, if you're going to bring your, like, if you're going to bring your significant other around your, your parents, you know what you like, you know that that's an important factor. You know, that's an important process. Bryce Jensen got filtered. He said, Jake, when you were making out with this chick, um, he wants to know if you got grass stuck on your teeth. Bro, that that's that is an inappropriate question, bro. I'm for real. That is inappropriate. That is inappropriate, bro. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, let's talk some hoop. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to get too yeah. far off the beaten path. Right. The beaten um, path. Right. You know. Right. But I think uh, Jazz losing to Golden State the other night. Uh huh. Everyone seemed to lose their mind over this loss. Seemed to have. Everybody did lose their mind. Yeah. Steph went crazy. Right. Hits that three. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, and I should just stop reading jazz media, honest to goodness. Yeah. Oh, they only lose to the good teams. Right. And it's just like, it, there was this, there was, and I don't even remember who wrote it now. Um, an article that said jazz lose to Golden State and continue to narrate if they only lose to good teams. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I would encourage you to go back and look at who they've lost to. Um, because they've also lost to some good teams and some really not very good teams. Yeah. And I think the narrative that we've been talking about for months on this show is a lack of athleticism. Yeah. That's the team that beats the Jazz. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that they beat Memphis repeatedly, and it's cool that um, you know they beat a bunch of teams that are mediocre, but the Jazz are doing exactly what you would – want the jazz to do which is take advantage of a super soft schedule yeah and win a bunch of games yeah i mean why wouldn't you i mean that that's what they should be doing and 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 frankly i think that 
that, you know, if we're being honest about the Jazz, I think it took them a minute to kind of get it going this year. You know, like I think in the first probably 15 games, it took them uh, for whatever reason, it just kind of took them a minute to to find their flow on the floor. But but I feel like they have found their groove. They're obviously playing good basketball. I think just because you lost to the Warriors doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden some some bad team or like there's there needs to be this discussion about how you only lose to good teams like I, I, I and, and honestly that argument is just so like ass backward to me because it's like you only lose to good teams hey by the way the Jazz are a good team they they just came up short in this one particular game I think as a Jazz fan the scary portion is is that Clay Thompson is about to come back so you lost this game even without Bro, Clay, and that's how about the scary that? part how about that 24 of 24 before the Jazz yeah game? you know and that and that's the thing and Clay it's like, Thompson Warming up, yeah. Hit twenty four straight threes, yeah. Before the Jazz game the other night, yeah. Good luck, yeah. And and and, and so that's why I say, like again, I, and and I know, you know, we've really, you know, this is kind of a dead horse on this show, but like, you know, that's why this trade deadline situation is is just so important. I hope that they're able to find somebody who can bring them some wing defense because because I'm a little over the. Hey, you know, is Rudy an MVP candidate or is Rudy this or is Rudy that conversation? The fact is, is Rudy gets put in really bad situations because the Jazz don't have great wing defense. That, that that's that's just what it is, and it's not Rudy's fault. And I, and I think that that if 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 the Jazz had better wing defense, they could play a better brand of defense overall, and that would allow them to put up more points on the board and ultimately win more games. And so that's why I think you know specifically this Golden State game. That's why the Steph play happens. That's why, you know, you end up losing. What did they lose by four or five, I think it was, to the Warriors? Maybe even six, I think, two possessions, basically. 123, 116. Yeah, you know, so, you, yeah, whatever it was. So, you know, what are you, seven points there, whatever it is? So, you know, I just think that it's they're, – they're in a position where they're a, a, a good team that needs – one to two more players to really help them defensively. And and if they do that, they're going to be a problem. And I, I think you look at the offseason additions, Rudy Gay has been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is a guy that's giving you nine points a game, mm-hmm. and he'll occasionally pop off for 15, 20, once in a very long while. But the, the Jazz are just – the Jazz are okay. Um, you know, I, I think it's one of – I think it's one of two things. You're going to go out early in the playoffs, or you're going to make a trade at the deadline that's going to change your fortunes. It's that simple. And I don't think that trade is Ben Simmons. Um, there was a bunch of Twitter chatter about that. The trade's not Ben Simmons. Yeah. You need a dynamic wing scorer to pair with Donovan Mitchell. It's that simple. Mike Conley is great. He's a good distributor, but he's not a guy you want to be your number two scorer. Yeah. And I, you know what? My feeling is that if you upgrade Boyan Bogdanovich, this is a completely different team. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you're seeing that these pieces that we've all, you know, come to enjoy and admire are not the pieces that are going to win you a championship. Yeah. And so you're going to have to rotate them out. And frankly, I don't know what you, when you look around this league, you're not the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. You're not the Golden State Warriors. Um, I, you, you look at the Eastern conference, you've beaten Philly. What twice now? Yeah. I don't know what Philly's going to be. Cause I can't believe they hang on to Ben Simmons. And that's going to be a massive trade. When that trade goes down, somebody's getting them. I look at the Chicago bulls. The Chicago bulls are incredibly athletic. I have no idea how they're winning games right now. Um, because they're missing three quarters of their roster. Their bench is essentially nobody you've ever heard of. 
No, they're winning games on on Demar Derozan buzzer beaters. That's what they're doing. Yeah, and I but think- it's I think it's it's more than that. They're starting five. I mean, they're getting they're getting production from guys like Derek Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. that nobody has gotten from him in his career. I mean, consistently defending, consistently hitting the corner three. Now, like you look at Zach Levine, I I just think the guy's incredibly selfish, and. I think that DeMar DeRozan's been by far the best offseason signing um, throughout the NBA. Yeah. I mean, what? It, how DeMar DeRozan's not in the NBA MVP conversation is beyond me. Yeah. But I bring that up to say all of these teams have dynamic players outside that make a difference for them. And I, I look at the teams that the Jazz lose to. And that's who they're losing to. Mm-hmm. You look at the way that the Jazz lost, and it's this is not rocket science. Wiggins puts up 25. Otto Porter puts up 20. Steph Curry puts up 28. I mean, they have three guys scoring 20 points. They score 123 points on a, on a, on a Jazz team that can't keep guards and wings in front of them. Yeah. This is an average defensive team for the Jazz. Yeah. And until that improves, I don't care how many points they score because the elite teams in the NBA are going to score more than you. Yeah, You have to be able to win the arms race. Mm-hmm. It, it's that simple. And, and again, I go up and down the standings in the NBA, and I, I, I think to myself, I look at Jalen Brown scoring 50 points last night. The Jazz aren't keeping Jalen Brown in front of them. No. That's not happening. No. And I, I look at the mid-range murderers. I, I look at Kyrie Irving coming back for the, the Nets on Wednesday night. I mean, if he's dynamic and if he ever gets the organic uh, shot that'll keep you safe. Yeah, I've been immunized. If that happens, they're, I mean, they instantly get better. Yeah. Because Kevin Durant's playing like 78 minutes a night. <laughs> And I'm telling you, that's not gonna that's not gonna continue. Yeah, I can't continue. And what's gonna happen when Milwaukee gets healthy and and caught up? And I I look in the I look in the Western Conference. I have no idea what the LA Clippers are because now their two best players are injured. Yeah. Watching the entire Laker game last night, Mrs. Monty's a huge NBA fan. Now. Right, right, right. She actually allowed me to watch a full Laker game last Go night. Go Hawks. Yeah, thanks, baby. Uh, anyway, the point is. Watching the Laker game last night, LeBron James is playing some of the best basketball of his career. Right. You can't tell me they're going to sit with this roster. The no way. way. No You cannot way. tell me that the Dallas Mavericks are going to be the same team after the deadline. You cannot tell me that the Sacramento Kings, who are 10th in the Western Conference all of a sudden, they're in the playoff picture, are just going to sit with what they have. There's going to be a lot of change at the deadline. Yeah, and, and I think if you're the Jazz, that, that change means opportunity to you. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for you to get involved in yes. as possibly a third team. Or, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, you're going to look out uh, at all these teams making all these moves, the Kings, the Mavericks, the Lakers. You, you know, you're going to look around at all these what teams. What are the Blazers going to do? The Blazers, exactly. You're going to look at all these teams, and you're going to say, okay, what – what do these teams need, and how can we slide into their DMs and get a player for us? How can we do that? How can we how can we improve our team, not having a lot of money and not having a lot of draft capital? How can we do that? And that's the that's how they're going to go and find a wing player. And, and and I think you make a great point that there's going to be a lot of teams that are on the bottom end of the Western Conference looking to get better that are going to have to make moves. And that's a that is a great place to be. I think this could be one of those years where. You know, if you if you look at the Golden State Warriors, 
I don't know what they do with Kevon Looney. I don't know how long, you know, like, I don't know. Are you going to, when you get clay back, how, how often are you going to be able to play big? If clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green are on the floor, who's the fifth guy? You know, like they're, they have a lot of different ways they can play basketball. Yeah. They can play small. They can play big. You know, I, I again, my R and we, the Chicago Bulls, have no big man. None. Zero. They're going to make a trade. They're going to get bigger. Um, and my guy from Indiana, whose name I can Miles never Turner. remember, Miles Turner, is going to be one of the biggest chips at the deadline. Yeah. Because if you think about teams like the Dallas Mavericks, yeah. teams like the Chicago Bulls, Teams like the L.A. Lakers. If the L.A. Lakers wind up with Miles Turner, that's a top five team in the West. Yeah. And it they, because they instantly get better defensively, you know. So it's it's just going to be very interesting to see. And by the way, who's going to be the emerging star out of all these COVID absences? Because you look at all these 10-day contracts in the NBA right now, and you're starting to realize that some of these 10-day guys can actually play a little bit. Yeah. And you're starting to see that big names like Lance Stevenson is winding up, you know, going from Atlanta now back to Indiana. And you're seeing names like that switching teams. And these guys are actually through the pandemic and through coronavirus. They're using their 10-day contracts to figure out who they can add to help themselves. Not just through the the 10 days, but beyond that. And so I I think this is a time in sports, much like life, We've never seen anything like this pandemic in our lifetime. I think it's going to be very interesting to see who does what. Yeah. And and who comes out on top. Because to bring this full circle, the Jazz are not one of the best teams in the NBA. I think if if, if you had, if I had to ask you today, the best team in the NBA is? Mm, I mean, if Kyrie comes back, you have to go with the Nets. But I think that there's a lot of – I think it's a really tough question to answer right now because teams like the Lakers – It is? The, yeah. Right now, today, I think it's the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I think I think you have to, again, what I was just going to say was teams like the Lakers and the Nets and, and these contenders who have a lot of upside are going to make a lot of moves and change their roster. So you don't really know. I mean, right here today, yeah, I guess it's the Warriors, yeah, because of what I Steph's would say doing. But, the you know. Warriors won. Yeah. The Nets two. The Suns three. I think the Bulls probably are somewhere on the cusp of seven to ten. Yeah. But I also don't know what the Clippers are. And I have a lot of respect for a Paul George, Kawhi Leonard mm. pairing, which I think we're going to see by the end of the year. Yeah. But the Jazz don't fit into that top five, six, seven teams as they're currently constructed. When every when everybody's when everybody's looking man for man, I don't think the Jazz are a top five, seven team. I think they're I think they are a they're the same team they were last year. I think they're probably a top ten team. In the NBA, for sure. But they're not a team that's going to contend for a championship unless they make a significant move at the deadline. Yeah, I think if everyone's healthy, if every team is good to go, then yeah, I mean, the Jazz are definitely a top 10 team, but I think they fall between that 7 to 10 ranking when everyone's healthy. That's what I think. All right. John Jackson has an important question. Okay. Do you and the girlfriend have matching hoodies that shows commitment? Bro, why why is this hoodie such a thing today? I don't know, but uh, K. Chavabubu. Where uh, is Aaron right now? Exactly. I don't know how to pronounce your name, and I'm not even being a cock. I, I mean, I am being, but no, I. That's it, Skippy. Yeah. 
Skippy, um, whose comment is now filtered, essentially says that you should shop in the men's department, not the women's department. This right. is a Nyjah Houston sweatshirt, the, the skateboarder. Yeah. This is a Nyjah line from yeah. Nike. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Uh, from you. Yeah. Hello, I'm a fashionista here. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. God. Uh, Bryce Jensen says, why are... Why are we uh, playing Royce 35 minutes a game when we have Pascal and Jared Butler sitting on their ass? I'd love to understand why Quinn's playing eight guys. Yeah, I don't get it. If anybody wants to explain that to me in, in, in late December and early January, why Quinn Snyder's playing eight guys, feel free. Yeah, I, I, and everybody else in the league is not playing eight guys. Everyone else in the league is playing like 10 or 11 guys for a good reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to understand it, but I, I don't understand it. I don't understand this sound problem that we have with SoundCloud or with uh, YouTube because apparently we're losing our sound for a few 20 seconds a show. That's an internet thing. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's an you, internet connection thing. You think so? Yeah. Every show for YouTube 20 seconds. Yeah, when it's YouTube it is. I don't know why that's happening. Cody Strickland says, morning, boys. I just woke up. By the way, Cody won the Xbox. Yeah, Cody uh, the won Xbox. the Xbox. Congratulations, bro. Cody won the Xbox, making the naked sign on Christmas Day. Way to go, buddy. Yeah. Uh, totally random again, Jeremy says, but where can I get those GNU boards you guys are riding? Salty Peaks? Absolutely. Yeah, Salty Peaks is where it's at, dude. <clears throat> Salty Peaks, uh, what is that, on 33rd? Yeah, 33rd South. Yeah. You got to go to Salty Peaks. Yeah. Absolutely the best in the business. Yeah. I um, would recommend the GNU Rider's Choice, but that's, I, you know, it depends I, what you want to ride. I, Jeremy and I, I am a GNU Rider's Choice guy as well. Look at some Never Summer boards while you're there. My wife loves Never Summer. And that brand is exploding. Like Never Summer is... I, I would never encourage anybody to ride anything but a GNU Rider's Choice. Uh, I have one that's six years old, and it's still the best board I own. Like, I also ride a T-Rice Pro, um, which right now I'm riding full-time. Um, and I will ride it about 1030 when we are done with this show. We're going up to Park City. Um, but I love my, my Rider's Choice. It's the best board I have. It's the yeah. best board I've ever owned. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's – there's any doubt. And I've owned a park pickle. I've owned a GNU park pickle. I've owned, like I've had probably four or five boards. The rider's choice is easily the best. Yeah. Not, not close. Uh, when you started snowboarding, did you take lessons or jump on and figure it out? Both. Um, I would tell you, by the way, by the way, giggity, if you're in, you're in Phoenix, I think. Um, but if you're a new boarder and you're in Salt Lake city, go to Woodward park. Yeah. It, it's right up there in park city. We rode there last Saturday or last sure. week sometime. Yeah. Uh, outstanding. The cool thing about Woodward Park City is that it's way less crowded. So it's not a full-on resort. Basically what it is is it's a it's a terrain park, but um, it's also a place where you can go and learn how to ride. So, like, they have great instructors. They have – it's just a smaller, it cheaper way to go about it. And cheaper doesn't mean bad. Um, they have a really high quality resort, um, yes. and it's and it's a lot of fun to ride there. And in in like Park City, is like 150 bucks a day for just the lift ticket, and then the lesson on top of that. Whereas like at Woodward, you're like 70 bucks a day, and then the lesson, so you save some money that way. The lesson um, at Park City is 749 dollars. Yeah. The lesson at Woodward Park City is 189 dollars. Yeah. But here's the thing for anybody that wants to get on a snowboard for the first time. 
it's going to kick your ass the first two times you go. But in my case, and I can only speak for me, I started riding when I was probably 32, 33. Um, a switch went off in my head. And you, the key to snowboarding is to stay off the ground. You got to stay off the ground. Whether that's falling, sitting, whatever, stay off the ground. Yeah. Once you learn that and master the ability to stay off the ground, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. It is the greatest sport that you'll ever partake in. I would tell you the first time that you ever snowboard, just go fall down a lot. Fall yeah. down a lot. And wear a helmet, please. Don't yeah. be the guy who doesn't wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. Yeah, please. wear a helmet, please. It's cold this morning. Yes, it is, which is why we'll, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Whiteside says, Jazz are just as good as the Warriors and Suns. They are? Uh, sure, we need a defensive wing. Did you hear the Ingles for Kaminga and it got shot down by Snyder? I, A, I don't know anybody that would trade Kaminga for Joe Ingles. Why would that even be a conversation? I, I don't know what else was involved in that deal. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that that there was a conversation or, hey, let's just ask Quinn, and if it happens, we'll do it. That's not how it works. No. I mean, I, and, and I don't know what Kaminga's numbers are off the top of my head. It doesn't even matter, dude. But it, you're, they, not you're not trading yeah. a guy like Kaminga. Um. You know, like I mean, Jonathan Kaminga is twenty years old. Yeah. Um. Oh, excuse me, nineteen. He's not twenty. My bad. Um. I mean, there's that's never happening. That that's never happening. I mean, what he showed you on the ignite alone would make it cost prohibitive to trade him for Joe Ingles. Yeah. Um. And to to look at what he's done in the little bit that he's gotten with the Warriors this year. I think he's he's played officially six games, shooting 47% from the floor. Um, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Kaminga's going to be a star in this league. And if you're if you're Golden State, why would you trade? A, why would you trade Kaminga to the Jazz? You wouldn't. Never. Not effing happening. Yeah. Now you want to make a Ben Simmons trade? Okay. All right. Yeah, I can I can get down with putting Kaminga in that deal. I'm not putting Kaminga in a Joe Ingles trade. That, no. A, and do the Warriors need Joe Ingles? No. You're going to get worse defensively, and you're already an elite three-point shooting team. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. That deal makes no sense. Yeah. None none whatsoever. Yeah. And Jonathan Kaminga, again, uh, and I probably overvalue him. He's a stud. The guy yeah. is. He's going to be a great player. He, I mean, his arms are, he can wrap his arms around the world. I mean, he's got great length. Uh, Kaminga is comparable to toilet paper. Well, that could be. Uh, how about my man Josh Giddy, guys? Yeah, Giddy, uh, youngest player ever with a triple double last night. Yeah, nice game. So the the Aussies are putting the shrimp on the Bobby, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. See, that's an right. Good job. Okay. Um, Gnu's overrated. Steve says. Okay. Well, well, you know, you also got filtered because you dropped an f bomb on Burton, but. Hey, I'm telling you now, and you and I may disagree on this. Burton step on bindings all day long. I mean, I'm not saying the technology's bad. It's great technology, but I just I the whole the boot setup, like I, I don't your boots are constantly loose. Like I, I, I My boots are loose because I choose not to ride them super tight. Um, but my wife's got DC boots, step on binding boots that she has no problems with ever. Yeah. Well. So 
It could be the Burton boot. It could be. I don't know. I, I ride Burton Cartels. Great product. I You know, the Burton Step-On's Burton's a great not, product. Yeah, Burton's not a bad product. Yeah, Burton's a great product. Burton's not a bad product. Yeah. Um, real quick, NFL. Because yeah. then we got to go and talk about getting COVID. Right. Um, NFL. Yeah. What was the uh, – outside of Antonio Brown stripping down and throwing his clothes into the stands. Yeah. Yesterday was a shocking day in the NFL. Uh-huh. And as a casual observer of the L.A. Rams, I'm starting to have my doubts about Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I don't think there's any update, any doubt that he's an upgrade to Jared Goff. Right. No doubt about it. Right. Is he a championship caliber quarterback? Well, here's my problem. He makes the plays you need him to make to win the game, right? Yes. So, like, he made the throws to Odell, which, by the way, Odell played his ass off. Great. I'm glad to see he's doing well. Um, you know, so they, they make the plays they need to make to win the game. The problem is, is he also makes some pretty boneheaded throws, you know, pick sixes and things like that. So, you know, yeah. he's got to get rid of those mistakes. And I think, you know, if he just simply gets rid of those mistakes and continues to, to play normally, they're going to be fine. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he keeps – because this isn't his first time throwing pick sixes this season. You know, like this isn't his first time – throwing egregious interceptions. So, oh, no. No, it is You know is what not. I mean? So, like, it's it, it's kind of surprising to me that, that this continues to happen. But is he a championship quarterback? Yeah, I think he can be a championship-caliber quarterback, but he's got to get rid of those mistakes. And, and, and if he does that, they're going to be fine. I think one of the things that's so interesting to me about the NFC West is I still don't have a real firm grasp on who the Arizona Cardinals are. Yeah. I mean, they lose some really bad games. And yesterday in Dallas, I think a lot about it is is that little Kyler is thrilled to go home. Yeah. I think he's now 8-0 at, at Cowboys Stadium. He is. But I look at the Dallas Cowboys. Where did Dak Prescott go? I mean, this guy was so good early in the season. And now he just can't throw the football. And I don't know. Some people call it a slump. I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys – have a defense that can win you a Super Bowl. Yeah. They have an offense that won't even get you to the playoffs in most years. Yeah. It's amazing to me with the caliber of wide receiver they have, the caliber of running back they have, the time that Dak Prescott gets. Yeah. He just can't execute. Nope. Nope. And I, it's inexplicable to me. He looks like a guy who is like a rookie. Yet, at times, he's played like an MVP this year. Yeah, 5,000-yard passer and everything. How do you explain that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you explain it. I don't know if it's bad coaching. I don't know if he's just not prepared or if he's got the yips or something or whatever. I don't know, dude. Like, I have no idea what goes on in Dak Prescott's brain, but it's not good. And, and you're totally right. The defense is totally there. The offense is not. <laughs> and that's just – it's classic Cowboys. Hey, we're great, we're great, we're great, and then we can't do anything at the end of the year. That's who they are. Yeah, I, I don't I really don't understand it. And I want to. Yeah. Because the Dallas Cowboys should be in the Super Bowl this year. They are in for all of Mike McCarthy's failings early in the year, mm -hmm. I actually think he's gotten better as the year's gone on. Yeah. Now, Dan Quinn and that defense have really helped the Dallas Cowboys get better and kind of cover for some of the inadequacies of the offense. Dak Prescott's got to play better. Because yeah. he's going to be the reason they win or lose. Yeah. There's there's no – Micah Parsons, like, 
Diggs, that that entire defense, you're getting great performances. Yeah. But they're not playing well enough to win. They yeah. they're they're they simply are just not. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um how that goes. You know, a couple other things that I that I see. Um obviously that Jalen Hurts thing in Washington yesterday was terrifying. Yeah. And if you didn't see it, Jalen Hurts, by the way, who everybody said sucked. It doesn't suck. He's carried the, the Philadelphia Eagles to, to the playoffs. B, B, Jalen Hurts is walking off the field at FedEx Field in Washington yesterday. He gets to the tunnel, and there's like a mob of Eagles fans leaning over a railing, waving at him. And you know how fans are. They're yelling and taking pictures. The railing collapsed, and everybody almost fell out of the stands onto the field, and they almost landed on top of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Now, fortunately, it looked like everybody was okay. There were no injuries. Hertz was uninjured. He actually handled it really well. He took a bunch of pictures. Security swooped in. He walked to the locker room. Yeah. But is this the National Football League? How are fans falling out of stands? It's rare. You don't see it much. It's it's obviously a mistake made or something. But, you know, the first thing I thought of was, holy cow, his COVID exposure just went way up. Yeah. <laughs> Standing right? around all oh those people. God. Like, I mean, I know I think you have to be – wasn't it a policy you have to be vaccinated to get into NFL games now, but like, um, no, I don't believe it is. Oh, okay. I thought I they had put it. that in. No, but. I don't think so. I think they should. Yeah. I think every arena you should have to be vaccinated. Yeah. Maybe and you that should was have the to NBA. wear masks. Somebody did it. Anyway, either way, I just, that was the first thing I had thought of. But yeah. Yeah. How but good? glad he didn't get hurt. How good are the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, they're good. I think they, I think they went through a couple of weeks of, you know, adversity. I think they, you know, the, the NFL season's a marathon, man. It is a long season. It's grueling. It's grinding. And you're going to have some off weeks when you should win games that, that you know, like the Lions week, that that was a, a, a game that you would expect them to win that they lost. It just is what it is. It's football. And I think that they're going to be a team that runs into the postseason, and they're going to be a team you don't want to see. That's what I think they are. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Cardinals come out because they should have lost that game yesterday. I mean, with with – you know, late game situations and, you know, blown timeouts and challenges. And yep. I still maintain that if Hopkins doesn't come back, the Cardinals are a playoff team, not a championship team Mm -hmm. because they, they don't have it. And I love Christian Kirk. He's a great deep threat. He's not a route runner. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. No. And I, I look at AJ green, not the same receiver, whatever that one handed effort was yesterday should have been caught. Yeah. And little Kyler's playing his ass off. And they can't protect him. He gets hit a lot, and he the run by design, I think Cliff Kingsbury is doing a very nice job calling those very occasionally because I've got to believe it is very tempting to call designed runs for him constantly. Yeah, They do a really nice job of limiting that. They've got to have DeAndre Hopkins back. Yeah. That has to happen. A couple other things real quick. Um, in the NFL, are the Packers the best team in the National Football no. League? No, no. The Packers are not the best team in the National Football League. The Packers are a good team, obviously a playoff team, but I don't I, I don't see them being better than even the Cardinals right now. I think the Cardinals and I think if wow. the Cardinals and Packers faced off, the Cardinals would win that game. That's really? I think. Yeah. Okay. I think that, yeah. Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. Does anybody celebrate better than Joey Touchdown? Yeah, that's a hell of a story. Uh I thought I I just what what else do you say? I mean, the guy's a winner. Like, there's no other way to say it that Joe Burrow is a winner. And and I think that it's a great story for the NFL that he was in his second season, especially after the injury and his comeback and everything. He's able to get to the postseason. I think it's I think it's awesome. It's everything you want in sports. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, 
Raiders and Chargers yeah. to decide who goes to the playoffs. I would be Justin Herbert's concubine if he wanted me to. So if 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 they don't beat the Raiders, what's are are you gonna like Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just said I would be Justin Herbert's concubine, and you're like, wait, so let me ask you this about the game. Guys, to guys. What do I owe this pleasure? <laughs> yeah. I love Justin Herbert. Um, I have a man crush on him. I'd like to comb his hair. But so the you point is check yourself. Yeah, the point is, how are the Chargers in a place where they have to beat the Raiders to get into the playoffs? After everything the Raiders have been through. Yeah, I mean, apparently after everything the Chargers have been through. Good apparently. I, it's so frustrating. They should be better. There's no question. But it is so frustrating. They'll win that game. Yeah. I, I just don't. Listen, man. I'm t- And I'm, I see everybody, you know, commenting on the Bears. I'm not talking about the Bears until they fire asshole head coach. Once that happens, then we can talk about the Bears. <laughs> what? Y'all want to play. Oh, y'all always got to bring up the Bears, man. Always got to bring up the Arlington Park Bears. That's why. See, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope you guys are telling us today. Uh, best Christmas gift I got oh, besides man. hot tub action was a Chicago Bears skull cap. Yeah. And they need to fire that jerk. Uh, Tanner Plummer says Justin Herbert's concubine. Oh, my goodness, Monty. Will uh, What will Mrs. Monty say? Go Hawks. Yeah, what do you mean? Honey. Are you kidding me? Uh, Happy New Year's, guys. Go Bolts, Eric C. says. Eric C., good to see you. All right, and finally, before we get out of here, Uh because we don't have to work at the uh, Yelpatory today, so we're going snowboarding. Right, right. A couple of things. COVID. Yeah. We had a COVID scare. Yeah. So two weeks ago, Jake and I drove to North Star in Tahoe, snowboarded. While we were there, my wife got sick at home. The coronavirus. And she didn't really get sick. She had a sore throat, uh-huh. which matriculated uh-huh. into her ears. Everybody gets a test. So she went and got tested. Uh-huh. Thanks, Donnie. Um, <laughs> we were certain she had COVID. Right. She was like isolating, you know, sleeping in another room, like the whole nine. Right. She doesn't have COVID. Okay. But the sheer frustration that that caused in this home yeah. was pretty remarkable. This is a code 10 abort. Yeah, because it definitely was a code 10 abort. Yeah, <laughs> bro. It was not good. Dude. It was a code 10 abort. Yeah. Is COVID, I, I don't even know how to phrase the question, but I was really worried about getting COVID uh-huh. in that moment. I've gone two years and I haven't gotten it. Now I'm, I'm, triple vaxxed and boosted and your mom like the whole night. i'm a fucking unit yeah like the i am i'm the, the whole night right right i'm healthy i take my emergency every day twice a day i work out right, you know right. losing weight like right. all of it uh-huh i was still scared to get covid right it was it was it was terrible yeah i mean i, I think you know so the situation was is driving home you know we're like looking up how to get treatment and how to get to you know like how, well, what we can do and corn like it was just a it's just a horrible place to be you know like it how do you have, get remdesivir yeah <laughs> like you know we're we're sitting here Uh-oh. driving home we got a seven hour drive and all we're thinking about is like oh man you know quarantining and covid and oh my god and it's just horrible man it i is. mean it just is like dude it's like the last thing you want to be talking about you but know but she had a sore throat and a cough then I got a little cough. You've got a major cough and a headache 
runny nose thing. Yeah. But it's not COVID, which is spectacular. Yeah. I mean, it, so. you know, but it just is. I don't know, man. It is. Uh, I've been on the DayQuil, NyQuil train for what? Four days now. And know? today you feel like it's totally better. Well, it's not clearly it's not totally better. I mean, I still am congested a little bit, but you know, I think I'm I'm definitely on the back side of it, if that's what we're And saying. you lost four pounds during this sickness somehow, you prick. Yeah. Yeah. I did. <laughs> like, I did. Yeah. I don't eat and I gain three pounds. You you eat, you get sick, and you lose like I, yeah. it's amazing to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't yeah, I mean You should have to take four. I worked out pounds. I worked out twice while I was sick, including doing legs. Um, and I sweated my ass off, so I wasn't surprised. Yeah, whatever. You're a jerk. Yeah. Uh, Cody Strickland says, me and my family had COVID like four weeks ago. I'm the only one vaxxed. My family looked like death. I had a tiny headache. I was like, huh, I guess the vax works. (laughs) Yeah, who knew? The vaccine works. Oh. Did you see Marjorie Taylor Greene got banned from Twitter permanently? No, we're not not going into politics. We're not doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not. Are you guys both vaccinated? Yes, we are both vaccinated. Triple vaxxed. Uh, Chris Carn says the International Raceway Bears. Chris, go Bears. <laughs> uh, James Knight says, so when Mrs. Monty got the results back to COVID, did she give a shout-out to anybody? She didn't. Shout to Mo Bamba. Yeah, there you go. She gave a shout-out to Mo Bamba. Yeah. That's exactly There you right. go. See? No, but it was it was nerve-wracking. It was terrifying. It was absolutely yeah, nerve-wracking. it was terrifying. Dude. And I'm not even the one that had COVID. But, like, we were both really upset. Like, it just it is really frustrating. And then going out over New Year's, um, we went to Ruth's Chris the other night downtown Salt Lake, uh-huh. and it was nice because it was actually really spaced out. Then Mrs. Monty and I went to the movies the other morning. Yeah, and there were four people total in the theater. But which you went was to a great, matinee, to a ten ten showing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the King's Man. Don't waste your time. Yeah, um, you know it just is. It's one of those things though. Where you're waiting for that COVID test to come back, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Can't come back fast enough. It is. And the other thing, too, is that there's not a lot of testing availability. <coughs> no, it's That's really difficult the, the to testing, get a test the right The testing now. thing is tough, you know? Well, Uncle Joe Biden. Don't start. Again, dude, stop. Has not, not done the best job as a president. Bro. So President Harris. She's got it all done. Yeah. No. See, here, see, see what you do? Yeah. You see what you just did? Mrs. Monty's in the background yelling. I really don't care if you think it's us. I think we've got to stop. I think we've, oh, she picked up the mic. I think we have to stop relying on politicians to save us. Honestly. All the presidents are average. When was the last time there was a president that was able to get anything done? We can't. Donald Trump. Oh, for Christ. (laughs) Are are you kidding? Donald Trump caused an erection at the Capitol. Uh, about a year ago, he got something done. Well, insurrection, the erection's different. That was on the bus when he was grabbing mm-hmm. him. But never mind. Anyway, right. I dingers. Yeah, the, <laughs> and and Donald Trump was able to push through the the vaccine. Oh, yes. and then told all his people not to take it. Good fucking work. And great he job. Every oh my time. gosh. Oh. Wow, that's amazing. Oh boy. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Here we go. You know, if people won't you take the vaccine. I shouldn't have started this. Do you see what you do? I don't see what I do. And but. then we run out of test kits because too many people wouldn't take the vaccine. <laughs> so it's spreading around like mad. Omicron. Anything else you want to get off your prodigious chest or no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge basketball fan, uh, in case anyone believed that. Yeah, Mrs. Monty hates watching NBA. All gas, Jake, why are you no so break. red right now? Because this is funny. 
Mrs. Monty hates the NBA. Once again, not going to get into politics, but do you guys know what Let's Go Brandon means? Bro. Why? Do you, why, why, dude? Why? Why? Dude, why? Yes, we know guys, what that means. Guys, 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 on, can you tell me what Let's Go Donnie means? Yes, he means. We, we know what that means. Welcome, Mrs. Monty. Missed you on the show, Chris Carn says. Birds aren't real. The... God damn it. Why? Why? Stop it. Uh, the new Spider-Man movie was the best I've seen, Cody Strickland said. In other news, how about that Rose Bowl game, LOL? <laughs> uh, James Knight says, I suggest no tap on the shoulder tonight, Monty. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Monty's probably not going to be a willing participant. Uh, sorry, I'll admit that was a bad question, LOL, Tanner said. No! Tanner Plummer with a bad question? <laughs> I, that's a first today. Stop. Um, anyway, what? And then finally, let's talk about what we want out of 2022, because I think this is a really interesting question. Mm -hmm. Um, How important of a year would you say 2022 is in your life? I think it's really important. I think 2022 is the year that I uh, hope to not be at the 9 to 5 anymore, that we as a group hope to not be at our 9 to 5s anymore. That's, That's what 2022 is about. So, you know, yeah, it's really important. We have a, you know, and we're working on kind of a... By the way, we do have a big announcement coming hopefully this week on some things for the show. So you should probably stick around for that. Um, But we have a big kind of plan that's supposed to, we're supposed to execute here in 2022. And it it brings me back to this conversation we seem to always have is do you want to work for yourself Uh or do you want the comfort and protection of a paycheck? And I think the hard part for me is like today is a perfect example. I work at Yelp, which is a billion dollar tech company. And what is your, what's that noise in the background with the water? My wife bought a fish tank. She bought a damn fish tank. And I left her mic open so people can hear that. Um, Yeah, people were asking about the fish tank. Chico, Rico, and Tico. Tico. (laughs) We named our fish after landscapers. (laughs) It is what it is. Um, bro, but we, so like today is a perfect example. We work at Yelp, billion dollar tech company, right? Today's a company holiday. I don't know why, but it's a paid holiday. I'm off today and they're paying me to not work as they have paid me for the last four out of six weeks. And now today it's tough to give that up because I got to tell you last night when I found out we were off today, I, it was jubilation. I, I I mean, Yelp is a great place to be. Yes. But I don't want to work for somebody else. And it's terrifying to me, frankly. My wife works at a massive tech company. Yeah. I work at a massive tech company. We probably, knock on wood, have incredible job security. And to leave that behind, to go and work for myself... Would is is a terrifying thought. Uh-huh. It's really scary to me. Yeah, and I I don't know. You know, like I mean, I I think it's yeah. I mean, it's scary, but it's also there's a lot of freedoms that come with working for yourself. But you have to do it the right way. I mean, you 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 know, you you just have to. That that's part of the process. You know, taking the leap is part of the process. And I think you know, mm. without going into major details, like I think, you know, if you know the path then you know, it's just about being willing to p- press start, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, the interesting thing is, is that 
I've never been in a better place financially than I am right now. Mm-hmm. We are debt-free outside of our house and cars. We are comfortable financially. We can do anything we want to do. But it's been a road to get here. Mm-hmm. So you finally get here. And you have to have the balls to go forward and take the next step. Because the financial freedom that comes with working for yourself, I don't know that there's any other way to beat that. Because I failed more than I have succeeded in being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I've learned so many lessons. I don't know that I've ever been more prepared to work for myself than I am right now. But man, it's tough to give that up. Yeah, it is really tough, you know. But I but I think that, you know, working for yourself allows this show to get better, you know, working, you know, doing what we're talking about doing, um, you know, would, would have a lot of benefits, you know, and, and, and yeah, so yes, it is scary, but at the same time, I think we also know what we're doing. John Jackson says new year's resolutions, question mark. Uh, I don't have any, no. Um, you know, we, we joke about the gym all the time about this new year's. If you waited for January 1st to get yourself in shape, you wasted time. And you're going to fail. So, you know, my I have promises to myself in 2022. And I intend to keep those promises. But I'm not a big resolution guy. Yeah, I just think the, the mindset around, hey, let me wait till January 1 to start doing something is, you know. It, it sets you up to fail. Yeah. There's no question. Gabe says, my biggest 2022 goal is to finally get my hands on some Monty Show merch. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's our goal, too. Yeah. Um, Justin Salas says, big year for me. Third and final child coming in July. Ooh. Okay. Man, congratulations. And should hit financial goals I've had since I was a child. Justin, way to go. Let's go, buddy. That's what life's about. Well, and see, and that's a tough part, too, like, what, with what you were saying. Like, you know, if you if – you, I'm a big fan of, of, like, looking back at, you know, what five years ago you wanted. And it's like five years ago you has everything – you wanted at that time. You know, yeah, I have more like, than I could ever want. Yeah. And now it's time to to get generational with it. It's time to it's time to be delusional. Honestly, yeah. if there was ever a time to be delusional, if there was ever a time to you know, to get up and do it, now's the time. Mm-hmm. Because you've never had the advantages you have now. Most people still work from home. Um, you know, I'll never go back to an office. You know, Yelp is pretty much said you'll never have to go back to an office if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I have a room that's just for shoes in my house. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, how much more life do I need, right? Yeah. I need a lot more life. You know, like, I actually am at a point where I, I believe it or not, hired an accountant. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have an account. What the, like, I hired an accountant. I need an accountant. Yeah. Like, we're going in the right direction. <laughs> it's just scary to take that step, man. I'm terrified of it. Yeah. You know, like I- I'm terrified of it. I don't know. Like there's some dudes up in there. I keep blocking these guys, but like, they're just in here talking in Russian and stuff. And it's like, what are you? What, hello? Hello. Hello. So where is a Aaron right now? Cody Strickland says Oprah running for president. Neat. Nah, I'm good. Are you going to vote for me when I run for president? No. I would agree. Nope. Uh, both of you guys look a little trimmer. Fu- okay. Well, you can't curse because then you get 
filter. But he essentially says we both look trimmer. Well, as we were just documenting, uh, I've probably lost like four or five pounds. So, you know. Yeah. I it, It's interesting. Like, we haven't eaten really well, but I feel like we've been incredibly active over the last month. We have. We have. You know, like. We benched 225 the other day like Bro, it was The first pounds. time we went back to the gym, well, me. You had been going to the gym a lot more than I had. The first time I went back to the gym, like no creatine in the system, nothing, rolled up to the bench 225 10 times. I was so happy with that. I was like, that's amazing. Feels good. Like, I was just like, damn. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, I failed more than I succeeded. I like you're willing to fail in order to succeed, Monty. I remember my dad telling that most people are afraid to try because they're afraid to fail. You have to fail. Yeah. Uh, Eric C says, I just hope this year we settle the Cafe Rio versus Chipotle debate. Well, 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 well. it's interesting you bring that up because those of us South Jordan residents now know that there is a Chipotle going into the district. And... You have to admit, you have to admit that Chipotle does have better options for vegans. Well, what you have to admit is that Chipotle, if you're eating to macros, and I generally am, um, Chipotle is a much cleaner eat than Cafe Rio. Yeah. I love Cafe Rio tacos. And by the way, I think it's been about a month since I've been to Cafe Rio. No way it's been that long. No way. How long? No way it's been more than two weeks. Oh, it's been longer than that. No. From since before Tahoe, it's been a minute. Okay. So, yeah, Mrs. Monty, when's the last time we were at Cafe Rio? I don't know. It's got to be three, four weeks. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. Jack in the Box is better. Oh, we had Jack in the Box in Tahoe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's erecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Man, the, dude, the that, blood that, flow that dude, happened. The ultimate cheeseburger. Oh, is... no, not the ultimate. God, you ruin everything when it comes to food. Do you have to crush? My fat-ass soul every time we talk about food. It was the tacos at Jack in the Box. Well, yeah, the tacos were bomb, too. <laughs> the tacos were amazing. They were. The burger's good. Although, I will say, we didn't get a drink. We got Powerade Zero instead, and Powerade Zero oh, is phenomenal. Powerade Zero. The, what was mine? The, the Gatorade Zero or whatever it's called. Yeah, cherry something swell or your mom. Like, whatever. Your, uh, what flavor Gatorade did you have? Your mom. Anyway, <laughs> but it was really good. Yeah. But I'm telling you. Yeah, Jack in the Box tacos are lit. My God. My God. I mean, Tanner says uh, Jack in the Box is erecting. Yes, it is. It really is. I mean, it's it's yes. that good, dude. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, you mean Cafe Rio versus Garbage? Garbage wins. Wow. Um, James Knight says, I'm guessing Jake is significantly lighter, LOL. Than who? Than me? No, he's not. Look how fat he is. Are you kidding me? He's like he, he weighs over a hundred pounds less than I weigh. I am I my, frame wise. There's he'll never it's not weigh even close. Dude. Yeah, I have broader shoulders. I, like I have much longer legs and arms. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabe Ledley says Chipotle's the best option for people who want uh, shards of plastic in their food. Hard pass. Gabe. Come Tell on, me I'm go, wrong. Schlepprock. Yeah. Pack your shit. Let's go. Tell me I'm wrong. I know it upsets you, Schlepprock, but you, Gabe's right. Not saying Gabe's wrong. Can we all agree on In-N-Out is nasty? Yes, I'll never eat it In-N-Out again. And to hear that they fund it, no. Or again, we're nope. not doing that. Cody Strickland says, I'm just pry, praying for Jack in the Box to go into Lake Point. 
Yeah, at some point it'd be nice if there was a Jack in the Box in Utah. It would. Yeah, In and Out sucks. In and Out is not good. Jeremy Bolton says, "How much am I looking to spend for an entire snowboard package, board and bindings?" Oh Christ! Um, well, you if you're bo- going do you traditional, do you have boots? Yeah, if you're going traditional, do you already have boots? Um, I mean, you're looking at probably a G. You're looking at a thousand dollars. Yeah. To get into a good snowboard, I the if you're not going to ride Burton Step-ons, the only binding is Burton Cartel bindings. Those things are they're unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so if you get into a um, you know a canoe rider's choice, Burton Step uh, Burton uh, Cartels, Van Van's boots. Van's makes a very good snowboarding boot. Yeah, you're probably out the door boots, bindings, boards. You're probably about thirteen hundred bucks. That's probably what you're looking at. I mean, and and that's yeah. and that's for quality stuff that'll last you, you know, five to seven seasons. You know, so James Knight said it meant the new addition in his life, Monty. I don't. I don't, I don't get the joke. He, he was was this going back to the what did he say? Did I was James I Knight lighter? weighing more than me? Yes, you've gained weight. I haven't gained weight. This year, no Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out. Really? You're not going to eat a Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out? Well, I don't eat it In-N-Out ever. I've, yeah. I Honestly, they're dead to me. I'll never eat it In-N-Out again. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, yes, I got the boots. Okay, then with, with the boots, you're probably you're probably at or below 1000 Right around 1000 yeah. bucks. I would say. Yeah. All right, I think that's it. Okay. I feel better now. Oh, Okay. Good All show, right. Jake. Yeah, thank you. Mrs. Motsi, thanks for pissing everybody off. Yep, good contribution um, today. Yep, <laughs> yeah. great job. <laughs> Hopefully tomorrow uh, we feel a little better. We'll be early tomorrow, right around 6-something six, six mountain time. Yeah. 6.15-ish mountain time because uh, we're back at the Yelpatory tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll have a we'll have a big update um, this week, hopefully, on some cool show stuff that we're working on. Um, yeah. There we'll you leave go. it at that. Yeah. And there you go. And he's, uh, why, Bolton? He says, and Alex Caruso still sucks. And you'd love to have him on the jazz. Good show, guys. Glad you're back, Tanner says. Yeah. Thanks, Tanner. Good to see you, buddy. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.